0: This is Wicked Spursy. wickets bursey mike steve and dave steve i was wondering before you tell us how, how you're doing i was wondering how cool would it be if your name was the name used to refer to the microphone as right like mike gets the pleasure of every time he talks about the microphone calling out his name could you imagine if it was like yeah my steve is acting up or uh this steve is a pain in the <laughs> ass or this steve's a little <laughs> little choppy but instead we could be like yeah your mic sucks dude yeah mike sucks we, we could do that and it just it how you doing, Steve? I see where you're going, Dave.
1: It took me a second, but uh, that's that's good. That's good. I I like that. Um, me, I'm I'm okay. Um, so again, for those of you who might not have caught it last time, I'm going through uh, some medication changes for my anxiety. Um, and the fun part about any kind of medication change, the side effects kick in. Almost immediately, but you don't actually see any benefit for a week, six weeks, maybe, uh, depending on the medication that you're using. This one should be relatively quick acting. I should know whether or not it's effective by the end of the week. Um, But it's just one of those like, great. So I get to deal with, you know, nausea and all that fun shit. uh, And I won't know if it actually makes a difference until. You know several days later so great um but you know do what i can i've still been uh dealing with these cbd gummies from sunset lake craft cbd um i really like their stuff um i'm actually looking into getting a uh tincture uh cbd tincture from them um as well to, to offset some of these other symptoms but other than that, uh, it certainly improved from last week, um, you know, doing much better uh, than I was. So, you know, just taking it one day at a time, trying to keep optimistic. Spurs actually helped me uh, in that regard. Um, they gave me something to be happy about. So uh, m- more on that in a bit. But uh, I don't, I don't want to take any time away from Mike so that he can tell us how he's doing. And I'm talking about Mike the person, not Mike the uh crappy technology.
0: Not two turntables and a microphone, but but Mike, our favorite podcast friend. How you doing, buddy? You know, Dave, uh I thought like, I thought much like favorite. Mike's <laughs> salty. I think I I,
2: I I don't know if he came in salty or if I made him salty. I'm not salty at all. I just I think it's I think it's funny that you talk about me calling out my own name because it's much like my sex life. <laughs> You call out
1: your own name? Uh,
2: You know, obviously, obviously, (laughs) obviously, Dave, Dave seems to think I like to call out my own name all the time. So uh, Dave is claiming that my sex life is the same. That's, that's where I went with that.
0: Go with it. Roll with it. Yeah. Whatever. It's all good. Yeah,
2: sure. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Uh, No. So also much like Steve, uh, I am on um, a level of CBD and THC. Uh, Um, I don't take pain medication and I threw my back out this weekend. Um, not the most fun thing to do, uh, especially I've had back problems for years, 20 plus years. Right. Um, and it's all caused by the work that I do, you know, a lot of pushing, pulling, uh, heavy, you know, heavy patients, uh, heavy machinery, that kind of stuff. But yesterday was a whole different animal. Uh, Lucas had. Um, two different games uh, with two different teams at two different levels. Right. So obviously those games are not going to be in the same place. They're both away games. So we're not at home. We had to drive an hour from our house to get to one game where we then had to drive 30 minutes to get to another, uh, another part of town and uh <laughs> which which is over the mountain. So we had to go to like Waitsfield from from uh, Bristol, um, which is a nice drive, beautiful drive, beautiful views and all that shit. But what sucked about the whole thing was that we had to turn around and go to Richmond then. And Richmond is also then 45 minutes away from that area. So we were driving all over the place. Uh, we went to Waitsfield to kind of waste some time because we realized it wasn't going to be worth our time to actually... Um, to actually go home, you know, and then come back for the three o'clock game. Um, that all said, the boys played well, but loading up the truck first thing in the morning. First thing I did, grab the chairs, you know, because, you know, there's no seating at these places. And instead of just, you know, doing what I would normally do, which is bend over gingerly, not easily, because I'm an old man now, pick up the chairs and put them in. Instead, I just turned, grabbed the chairs, and turned back quickly to throw them into the the truck. And guess what happened? My back went right out. First thing in the morning. So, obviously, I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't great. Let's see if maybe this car ride will settle it down a little bit. Got my hour drive, got out of the truck, knew immediately I was fucked for the rest of the day. You know, no medication, you know. lots of times I'll be able to like, if it happens, if I get a tweak, I just right off immediately, get the rest, all that shit, right? Put some icy hot on it, whatever, heat, cold, heat, cold. Nope, not me. Mm -mm. But luckily, uh, Waitsfield is a hippie town and it had two different dispensaries to choose from. I went and got some nice caramels, which, uh, which are toffees, I should say. Um, And the toffee is actually the toffee itself is actually sourced in England. So all of the ingredients are sourced in England. So huh. it's like, it's real fucking toffee. And then it's infused with uh, with THC. Nice. <laughs> so uh, long story short, uh, Lucas had one assist on the day. Uh, the grass hadn't been mowed on either of these fields because they're in the middle of these, these farm towns. And the grass hadn't <laughs> been mowed at all. So... Of course, Lucas, of course, Lucas is playing in like three three foot high grass, and uh, you know, every pass immediately slows down. So, like his his cute little, you know, flick passes what he he does just like little outside foot, you know, kind of flick pass when he's when he's making a run uh on a counterattack. And every single one of those passes just like were like little dribblers and then just kind of stopped, and the other kids were like. Okay, I guess I'll just take the ball now. <laughs> <laughs> it finally f- finally work out for us slow guys, right? That's oh, good. man. That's what you need. Oh, oh man. You know, and, and Coach was like, he's really fast. but And Lucas was like, yeah, my touch sucked. And I was like, dude, you got to relax. <laughs> he got a little ahead of himself, but uh, he had a fun time. You know, he, all of his friends are great. We went out for pizza after. And it was a good weekend overall, except for my back hurting.
1: Yeah. So between your physical problems and my mental problems, we have one fully functioning co-host for Dave today.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna keep my problems to myself. You know, we're just gonna keep, <laughs> we're just gonna keep keep the illusion up for our for our fans. So they we
2: used think... to be a three headed monster. Now we're like a one and a half headed monster. <laughs> scary, scary indeed. Marcus in right?
0: You did make me think that way way back in the day. I was a young kid, probably like 22 or so, and uh, I was coaching a football camp. Like I was coaching little kids and this little, this little kid, um, I was holding a, a blocking dummy and this kid popped me and I wasn't ready for it. And just boom, the back went out. I went down to the ground, you know, and it it was that classic, like lower back, upper hamstring thing that just, is just going to be a bad, bad deal. Right. Well, that, that weekend, again, I'm like 22. I had plans with my buddies to, um, we were going on this golf and gambling trip where basically you got on coach buses in the morning Drove a couple hours to a to a golf course, and then went to a casino afterwards, and then came back. And obviously, there was a lot of a lot of adult beverages involved in the process. And I just remember, like through the day, you know, playing golf is really hot. I'm feeling good. Everything's moving. Like it's not all that bad, right? Went to the casino. Things started started slowing up a little bit. Started getting a little bit a little bit tight, and then got back on the bus to ride back home. And I remember when we got back home, like literally, my buddies had to carry me off the bus because I couldn't even. I couldn't even like leave the seated position that I was sitting in. It I'd locked up that much and it was air conditioned and cold and like everything was, was toast, man. It you know, was,
2: you, you know what miserable. happens too for lots of times for me is like, um, and it hasn't happened in a while. So I got, to, I did go to work today and actually was like walking around very gingerly. I'm very crooked. It seems that my body right now is crooked, but what usually happens for me when I throw my back out, I'm on the floor, like two, three days at, the very least, usually just out on the floor, hard floor, sleep there, try not to move as, you know, as little as possible, you know, it sometimes is nice if it happens on a weekend, cause then I have some media, you know, empty out my, uh, my iced tea bottle, you know, from, uh, f- from my urination, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe clean up around me a little bit. <laughs> I, you see, it gets to the point where you just cannot even sometimes go to the bathroom. It's just awful. Backs are awful. Backs are awful. It's the worst pain that you can have outside of childbirth. I'm telling you right now that and kidney stones, but anyway, yeah, listen,
0: what, a, what a fun I'm, podcast guys.
2: Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting, yeah, let's get, let's get out of this fucking whirlpool of, of disastrous talk in uh, <laughs> Get back into uh, uh, some other whirlpool of disastrous talk because uh, there's some stuff going on, I guess, right? And with our football club, Steve, what, what what's something good that's going on in the world or with you
0: or all of the above? What, give us something good for me or for the for, for Spurs. Whatever you want, man. If it, if it's you first, that's great. If it's Spurs first, that's great too. This doesn't have to be Spurs. It doesn't have to be. I mean, we we're just, we've just gone full on counseling here tonight, and may as well. Uh... <laughs> ride this one up i mean i'm gonna bring it to
1: spurs i'm sure people people are waiting for the spurs talk so i'm gonna give it to them
0: steven every time you come to our time together you 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 talk about your life through this football club and this is not necessarily healthy for you we need to talk about your issues not your football
2: club's issues
1: (laughs) well we don't have enough time this is supposed to be an hour-long show
2: (laughs) Our, Um, our our 1200 plus uh plus facebook uh subscribers would 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 really love to know what's going on with our club and how we feel about it obviously one or two people like us i I, I thought it said 1.2 but it might have said one or two (laughs) two. there you go one
1: or two yeah but for those one or two people let's talk spurs so um that was a, a a good game right like positive result clean sheet I don't even know what a clean sheet is after the last few weeks like that that was just baffling to me I'll tell you what when they subbed Eric Dyer on I was convinced we were going to concede like just reasonable reasonable. that's a
2: that's a that's a reasonable deduction um I I you know I really uh enjoyed Fraser Forrester say that again Mike I really enjoyed Fraser Forrester. He, what, you, Mike, Steve. Do you remember when Mike was
0: punking Fraser Forrester when we the first school signed? bus?
2: You remember that? Now yeah, look, look at I
0: you. I said Mike. he was
2: like a school bus turning around in an alleyway. You I have come, come around. He's maybe um, the most reliable player on our team this year, if if you think about it, dude. He like right off the bat, he set the tone uh, with the with the big fist. You know, punch punching that. One of the only only times that they had an opportunity to get the ball in there, mm-hmm. just punching it away with this giant, fucking meaty ham of a hand. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed him. I, I enjoyed Pedro Poro too. But I'll let Steve go ahead. But Emerson, gotta give a shout out to him as God well. Goddamn, right? Another one
1: coming back from injury didn't look like he'd been out injured for a while. He was, you know, the consensus seems to be. That with both Poro and Emerson in those positions, Emerson could do what he does well on the defensive side of things. And Poro can do what he does well on the offensive side of things. And together they make for a, you know, respectable right side of our defense when we're playing in that, you know, back five sort of position. The interesting thing for me is we were fluid tactically, you know, I, I saw lots of people, you know, arguing, oh, we're playing with a back three, we're playing with a back four. I think the Uh, answer is we were playing both. Both,
2: right, yeah. Mm -hmm, Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: we were definitely, we were changing between our, you know, sort of possession-based, stick with the back three, keep the ball, hold it. Uh, And then there were times where we just shifted. Emerson would go out to a right back, Pora would push further up in the midfield. It was a much more tactically fluid and nuanced game than I think we've seen all season. Um, and, and again, I, you know, I said it last week, I'm going to say it again. I got to give a huge shout out to Ryan Mason for what he has done, uh, with that team. You know, we, if you recall, Stellini's, you know, nail in the coffin, that Newcastle game, you know, he switched to a back four and got absolutely destroyed. Um, and, you know, we, there was talk, uh, Conte saying, oh, well, the, the players we have can't play in a back four, they can't do it mason comes in and he finds a way to make it work um you know he he let people be a little bit more free in their actions there was more organization Um, uh, and and the the organization particularly on the defensive side of things was impeccable i mean the few times palace made it forward and threatened people looked like they knew where they needed to be they knew who was supporting them and there was coverage across the field. We hadn't seen that in the last few games. You know, we were giving away stupid fucking goals uh at United and, and Liverpool just because people were, you know, just all over the place trying to figure out what position they were supposed to be in, who were they covering. I didn't see as much of that against Palace. More often than not, I saw people with a clear understanding of the position that they were supposed to be in, the areas that they were supposed to be monitoring, which is kind of weird to think about when you're the center point of your defense, Christian Romero, is notorious for kind of bombing forward and joining the attack. And you've got somebody like that who at times is sitting back. Sometimes it was Emerson, sometimes it was Davies. But, you know, I don't know if the communication was there. I don't know if Mason just really drilled it into them where they were supposed to be at any given time. Uh uh, you know, when they were defending an attack. But there was there was a level of comfort there that I just am not used to seeing after so many awful weeks of Stellini ball and Conte ball. It, it was refreshing to see that level of organization. I mean, I can't think of a single player. I mean, Davies had some pretty crappy balls going forward. Um, But other than that, I think that's my biggest complaint with our, our defense um, against palace was
2: just, yeah, that beautiful ball, to Harry Kane though, right? He
1: did. um, But those were kind of too far between, but that's really my only nitpick. The defense by and large was, was good. You know, seven, eight out of 10 across the board. I can't really think of anybody who was, you know, getting beats off pace. I mean, there was one instance where I think Harry Kane was making a goal line clearance. Almost um, that was probably the most questionable defensive play I can remember. But by and large, they were solid, and that's not something I think we can say of our defense for a long time.
0: Not in calendar year twenty twenty three by any means, right?
1: Absolutely
2: not. I mean, Mike, I- how about you? What uh, what are you thinking? What'd you like? Um, I loved Pedro Pora, man like I've been hyped on this guy since he, since he was coming up, but like, you know, he's had some pretty terrible performances, but you know, I mean, he didn't get to fully understand the the system that he was coming into. He didn't get to fully play in it. He. Um, didn't understand his, his partnership with, with, uh, you know, with Christian Romero. I think that, uh, having emerson available was was huge in this game um but it, it having emerson available allowed ryan mason to do what he did tactically which was come out and surprise fucking everyone by switching things up and going to a like the old school four four two um and and defensively still sticking kind of with that that back three i mean it was it was like like steve said it was fluid it was just and the ball was moving around well. Uh, it, it, not a lot of guys like um, hanging on to the ball too long. Uh, not a lot of guys um, pondering what they're going to do with the ball in the midfield. Um, there was a lot of action uh, up up the sides and on the edges. Uh, I thought I thought Davies and, and Pora were able to push up more, uh, which which made it more exciting for for me. I, I'd imagine for most fans given what we've been watching, we had almost 60% of the ball in this game too, which was, we were able to play with like a modified wing wingbacks. Uh, I think Ryan, Ryan Mason recognized that Pedro Porro is, is better on the attack than he is on defense. And if you don't have to rely on him defensively, because uh, he's not going to guard somebody, he's not going to like man up on somebody like Zaha, right? He's going to get fucking torched. I think maybe he likes to get into the mix defensively, but he just doesn't have the skill to to, to be a, a a defensive wing back. He's an offensive wing back. And Ryan Mason, to his credit, noticed that. Said we're gonna push you up and make you uh, you know, a right mid right midfielder, a right attacking midfielder, uh, more than a a defensive guy because he, you know, he can be a defensive liability. And I think having the balls to to put Emerson at like right center back or right back at times, you know, made all the difference in this game. It, it was really his, his rotation uh, with the lineup. I think that, that, that made this game what it was. And it was uh, a little boring to watch at times, but not really. It was, it was more exciting than what we've been seeing. You know, obviously a counter-attack is always fun, right? But, but fuck, like, how many how many games we sit there and absorb pressure for fucking 45, 45 minutes of the game? It's you know? nerve wracking. It, it just eats
0: away at you. But, but Th- you this game what? was fun to watch because there was intent and there was purpose and there was control. You know, I can you know, I can handle that
1: control. It, it, it wasn't a sexy game, but it was simple and it was executed well. And I think that's that's what we needed, right? Um,
0: like my sex life, right?
1: i guess giving your props there buddy yeah. simple and well executed <laughs> at least you didn't say complicated <laughs> no but there's uh. you know there's one other um adjective i want to throw out there and that's disciplined um and there's one example that i i, I want to mention because i think it really highlighted um just what's the team was able to do and it wasn't a, a goal scoring moment it wasn't a defensive master class or anything there was I'm sure you'll remember it it was that moment when we recovered the ball almost at our our goal line in the uh the right corner it was uh Emerson and Richarlison who were picking it off of uh I IU at I, 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 I
2: Jordan I you, yeah yeah, yeah what, I, you. That, that
1: was a great moment uh richarlison flicking the ball up and then just outpacing him uh he gets pulled down richarlison if you watch that clip again he jumps up and for a second for a second it looks like he's gonna go and get in his face but he stops he stops himself he sees what's going on he recognizes that this dude already got called for the foul and is already going to get carded for it and he just leaves it be That is a level of discipline that, you know, I I think we've been lacking for a while. We have been getting frustrated, doing stupid shit, getting stupid cards for the stupid shit that we've been doing. And for me, this was a moment where there there wasn't anything dumb about it. Like you could see the wheels turn and say, I'm going to get in his face. No, wait, just be calm. Ref saw it. We're getting the result that we need from this situation. Like, leave it at that. And I think that was that was emblematic of everything that we saw across the game, just discipline. You know, we were harping on uh, well, I should say Mike was harping on uh Hoiberg last week, um, for a lot of the uh, you know, chicken without a head running around doing stupid shit, pointing at everybody. Did you see much of that in that game? Because I really didn't. I it didn't look like he had to cover as much defensively. Um, and and it just felt better he was disciplined in his role the rest of the team disciplined across the board and i think that really alleviated a lot of the pressure that we've been feeling in the midfield for the last few games
2: yeah I, i i i kind of agree with that um a little bit but i think i i think the the fact that like i think we were more fluid defensively which allowed us to hang on to the ball a lot um, they didn't know what we're, what Spurs were going to be doing at any any given moment. I I I don't necessarily think Skip is out of his funk. I don't necessarily think that Hoiberg is out of his funk. Um, Skip's been frankly pretty bad. Um, and he Ho-
1: off, yeah, sure. he, yeah, he
2: and he's been awful lot. And I, you know, you, you he's a young kid. You got to kind of attribute that to like having fucking three managers in a season. Uh, f- fucking what four over the past two seasons? Didn't
1: but, uh, you shared that that quote from Hoyberg where he basically called that out, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were great, great quotes. What what was that? I didn't catch what uh, venue that was in, but it was good. Probably doesn't. I'm not, I'm not sure. I,
2: yeah,
0: it doesn't. I guess it doesn't. Some matter. Dutch media, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Danish
2: media, whatever. Viking news. Viking, Viking news Today. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Like um, news today um so i i i honestly believe like for me uh pedro poro was the man of the match um he w- he was exciting on in every facet of the game even in, when he had to track back and play defense he was he was working hard he uh he dude he th- this kid puts in crosses man holy shit you know uh i had him I had him on my uh, draft Kings team and uh, outside of that, he had the assist on Harry Kane's goal, but like outside of that assist, he scored like 22 points. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of unheard of, you know, for a quote unquote defender in draft Kings. Like there are guys who are just points machines and, and he's one of them and you can kind of draw a little bit of, of like a, uh, a little bit of knowledge from, from draft Kings, you know, a, a, about how well a player is playing at any given moment. De Bruyne is one of those guys who's a fucking just point machine, uh, JWP, you know, like those type of guys, Trent and Alexander Arnold used to be another points machine, you know, when he was, when he was firing on all cylinders. So like, you know, that these guys are having good games when they're racking up the points in the draft Kings or in fantasy, you know, um, I think that Pedro Porro brought something to the game that, that we haven't seen, you know, a lot of speed, a lot of excitement, uh, a a lot of willingness to go get the ball, a lot of willingness to pass the ball and, and be unselfish. And, but at the same time, he still took a couple of shots. I think he had, he had one shot that went right over the top of the bar, you know, and he just takes those random shots that, that you'd never expect anybody to take, you know, from like, five yards outside the box he's a he's a smart player and i think he's going to be an asset to this team and i I, i'm really excited about him because i think he's fun
1: i'd agree with that absolutely
0: steve i'm excited about something else too dave what are you excited about there's something i've been wanting to ask oh fuck here we go
1: Are are you looking to ask me something mm,
0: no i think i think i've put you on the spot enough tonight you know i asked you to oh, reveal your, your deepest darkest secrets and whatnot um oh, no.
1: blacked out for that part
0: <laughs> it was compelling what you had to share oh um, god no <laughs> but uh no mike i actually had a question for you i was wondering it's been a little while since i got to say these words i was wondering hey mike what you drinking oh
2: dave you love, love it when, when I say yes, that, man. don't you? I love it, <laughs> I love it when he say that when he ask that question. Um, you haven't had a chance to say it in a long time because you've been
0: passing the buck. I Yeah, well, I've been trying to distribute. You know, I've been trying to be a playmaker. Like I, I, I want to be the Christian Erickson of the Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Crowd, just just dishing, dishing ball, scoring every once in a while, but making things happen for others. How am I doing? Um,
2: you take a nice free kick. I, I'll tell you that. Dave so, De like
1: same thing, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Dave De Bruyne, Erickson who else? Mitrovic? No, that guy just scores and then beats up referees, right? Yeah, I guess so. I just had to swallow. That was the end of uh, this awesome beer that I just had from Lawson's called Beach party. Beach party. Beach Party. There you go. This is an IPA. It, it is a, a maybe a session IPA, but it's three point four percent alcohol. That sounds sessiony. Sessiony yeah uh this is like a breakfast beer this beer is fucking good all right good to know but that's not that's not
0: that's not not what you're drinking is it
2: that is not what mike's drinking Pour that Uh, in your cheerios so uh talking about my my uh yeah you could pour that in the cheerios um talking about our trip to Waitsfield, we went to mad taco for lunch uh fantastic tacos uh um i had the carnitas tacos uh my wife had the fish tacos and the kids had the traditional uh chicken quesadilla um and then we went over to canteen creamies outrageous maple creamy um mike for the rest of the world
0: that doesn't call it a creamy can you quickly explain what what the uh, fuck that
2: is? yeah uh, you know mm-hmm. what um on my other podcast i have to explain it all the time to some of these kids that are coming from other states when we interview it's the players these days, am i right Kids these days, uh, a, a creamy is a soft serve ice cream. There you go. All right, done. Well done. Good. All right. Yeah. By the way, this is
1: sponsorship opportunity right there. In uh, case they want to Canteen, you know, canteen has our
2: has, has our sponsorship, uh, our ice soft serve ice cream sponsorship. Um, <laughs> they they have it. They they they've locked it in. Huh? They have locked it in. If they need it, um, this one is called. Uh, it, it's a collaboration between two breweries. So we went over to Lawson's. I was going to say, it looks like a Lawson's can, so to speak. Yeah, it's a, and Lawson's uh, Upper Pass, is that what I see there? uh, In Upper Pass, like, do my favorite breweries. Uh, Upper Pass makes Cloud Drop, which is one of the best beers in Vermont. And Lawson's makes Sip of Sunshine, Double Sunshine, you know, amongst others. And Beach Party. And Beach Party. This one is called uh, First Light, P-H-I-R-S-T. Like, fish pH. Hmm. actually yeah. uh, this is a this is a uh, a straight up single IPA it's 5.9 percent alcohol. Um, so they use a hot everything every ingredient in here is is farmed right here in Vermont um so uh, they use Champlain Valley grown cascade Centennial and nugget hops uh which are typical ipa pale ale hops um the great thing about this is that this this beer um they they call this good Brews. um it's a little series they're going to be doing uh it's it's for a cause that supports the water wheel foundation which was uh which is fish's uh um fish's community-based uh nonprofit organization that the um to benefit uh, different causes in the Burlington area, um, and they've done a lot of the Waterwheel foundations done a lot of great work. Um, the barley was from Vermont malt house, I think. Um, but I don't want to get into this because I saw this. I love those both of those breweries. So you're gonna to have to tag both of them Dave.
1: and do will do.
2: Waiting for that uh sponsorship
1: to come through, right?
2: We'll take either of those or both. Yep.
1: Yeah. No question. I think we can you make a special me? arrangement for both of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get Sean Lawson on the uh on the horn and see what happens. Maybe get him to come on the podcast. So I'm looking at
0: an untapped review right now. And I'm what I'm most curious about, Steve, in the chat, I'm gonna put the rating on the untapped review, and I'm curious if Mike's gonna hit the number. And I'm not saying he's like, you know, cooking the books or anything. I'm just
2: very curious what the alignment might be.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, uh, let's do this, I guess. It's kind of clear. Very clear, actually. Uh, Very bubbly. Soapy head. Soapy head. I I have my treehouse, uh, a nice treehouse glass and I love. Here comes the taste.
1: Hmm. he's pondering going in for another sip gotta you know hmm. make sure that uh his thoughts are confirmed validating his initial reaction getting the spell test in there trying to give a play-by-play here for our listeners
2: because <laughs> we know <laughs> none of you guys are going on their fucking live stream but also, Steve, we got to
0: acknowledge this is tough for Mike, right? Because he's led with like, "I love these two breweries. I have high expectations. This is amazing." And so then he's got like this existential crisis on: "What if this beer sucks? sucks. How does he navigate uh, talking about that?" So I'm really so supposed to get our beer. sponsorship. Here's the
1: if thing. He shits here's the on thing. On
2: I don't mind. I don't mind saying a beer sucks from a brewery that I like. Fair, um, but it's tougher, you know. It's no, tougher. I mean it is. It is tougher. Um, he's not mad. He's disappointed. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'm definitely not disappointed. It doesn't smell how it tastes, though. Huh. Tell us about that. I don't know what I'm smelling. Um, I'm I'm getting is it like, beer? Are you smelling it, beer? I, I'm smelling beer. It's uh resiny, piney, kind of smelling, uh like a hint of like a mango coming on the back end of the smell, but like the taste is like straight up like um. You guys remember Sierra Nevada Pale Ale? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They use Cascade Hops in that, like outrageous amounts of Cascade Hops. Um, it has a little bit of that kind of that tang, um, the Pacific Northwest style hops. Um, it's so It feels like it's somewhere between like a West Coast and a New England IPA. So it's like a Nebraska IPA, basically. No, fuck Nebraska. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How Uh, dare they? I've lost, I've lost lost Florida and Nebraska now. Um, That's that's fair. No, uh, uh, it has kind of it has a it has a great taste. It has a great mouthfeel. It's fizzy. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I bought a bunch of it. (laughs) So you better like it. So I better like it. I, I really do like it a lot. Um, I'm not going to, it's not going to be, you know, best beer I've ever had, but it's not absolutely terrible either. I think that uh, for a collaboration beer, it's it's up there, man. Not a lot of these collabs work, you know. Um,
0: Mike, before you give us a rating, and we haven't asked you this in a while, what's the, what's the venue where you env- envision this beer being the sweet spot? Is this a backyard sun going down beer? Is this a, you just mowed and it's hot out. Is this a, uh, at a ball game? Is this a, uh, in your a, basement your, podcasting? Yeah. In this, your
2: basement <laughs> podcasting, this is Laying a on the ground with a bad back.
0: What, what is this one?
2: This is a dinner beer. Dinner beer. All right. Dinner beer. Can handle that. I, I, I would like this with like, uh, some fresh rusted veggies, uh, a good baked potato and, uh, an, a nice bone in chicken breast. That sounds delightful like you know barbecued bone in chicken breast
1: all right,
2: all right, all right. yeah uh I, I like this beer um like I said it's not the best beer I've ever had um I'm gonna go 3 point nine so close so, ah. so interestingly
0: enough Steve was at 3 point eight I went just under that at 3.7. but the untapped review average was 4.04 so you you were right between Steve and the the untapped average so
2: Okay. I, I, I got to feel like the, the untapped average, uh, is probably a lot of fish heads. Could be. I, I, would, I, fish I, I Most I'm of them,
0: most of them were at the, at the Lawson place when they checked in and, and did the, the rating. Is yeah. I know. the only place it, you can get
2: this? Is this available retail anywhere else? No, or? it is not. It is not. Uh, okay. So obviously it there. is brewery only. I asked them that yesterday, both got this it. one and beach party, um, ah. They have another new one called Triple Play IPA that I had at a restaurant on Saturday. Amy and I went out for our anniversary and uh it just felt it tasted old. It didn't What it, uh, what anniversary, buddy? Uh 16.
0: Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, she yeah. She, she's a wonderful lady. My favorite my favorite woman on the planet so uh as, yeah. it, as it should be Congratulations! as it should be she, yeah 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 she deserves every every uh plaudit that can that can come her way she deserves it uh being an awesome mom and uh you know she she's raising my children to not be you know feral fucking wild animals um <laughs> you hear that amy that
0: was your mother's day gift right there that little commentary by mike he just he just did that for the internet <laughs>
2: It's no. worth its weight in gold we also we also went out on saturday and got her mother's day gift which is her blueberry bushes that she loves that's right Ooh. the annual blueberry bushes that's right yeah yeah. so we got our blueberry bushes and um and i got my anniversary gift which was a a, a, a key lime tree so will that grow yeah. up, up your direction or is that an indoor plant it'll be an indoor it'll be an indoor guy it's uh key lime key lime trees are small they're little bushy bushy small trees they grow about. Four or five feet. All right. Exciting yeah, so stuff. yeah, yeah. It's a lot All of right. shoes. How
0: about uh how about this? Uh <laughs> how about uh song? What do you got on song? Oh god. Um let me guess it's gonna be a fish song. Starts yeah, with it, ph. It, no,
2: <laughs> you know, Dave, so I kind... have to, I have to, man. It's it starts with pH. No, no, I mean, that's why, that's kind of why I said like, um, that's why I said like a, a half of them were fish fans. Um, so I don't know. Give me, give me a second because I'm hoping for something funky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Funk my... with a ph. Funky <laughs> with a ph. Uh... Oh, God. This is gonna be a hard one. Um without what she going, said. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I laugh every time. I laugh every time. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, uh uh Frank Zappa, Peaches and Regalia. Wow. Right on. All right. And why? Why did you choose that? Because um, fuck you, that's why. Right. <laughs> what's with all the questions, Dave? <laughs> um, no, no. it's a uh that song has so many fun elements to it. It's got a little there's a little uh xylophone in it. This is some great fucking guitar in it. Um it's it's all instrumental. Um and and it and it kind of it kind of like it doesn't really have peaks and valleys, but it feels kind of like a carnival. You know it, it just feels it feels fun and it's fast paced. And I feel like this beer is kind of fun and fast paced. It, it's a neat collaborative. Uh collaborative brew and uh you know Frank Zappa Frank Zappa just kind of brings out a smile on me like this beer does. All right. I think that's acceptable. Steve, will we take it? I will. I will take it. All right. All the way to the bank. This is Frank Zappa, not Frank Zappa and the mothers. I just want you to know that. So it's just I'm I'm probably I'm probably gonna be fact-checked on this shit too. You know Adam, Adam, Adam. will fact check. fact check me. Adam. Adam does have the knowledge. Tomorrow. Adam has the knowledge to fact check.
0: Yes. Yeah. He's he's the guy. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll fact get check you tomorrow. All right. Well. Hey. This has been. Hey, Mike. What you drinking? Uh, first light with a pH, and uh, Mike liked it. That simple. All right, boys. 3.9. Uh, yeah, three point nine. Let's move on, Steve. Uh, as you look ahead, what you thinking about? We got Villa coming up this weekend. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. What do you think? It's, I mean, it's gonna be a tough game.
1: Um, you know, both of us kind of vying for a European spot. Um, you know, our form's been all over the place. Emery's kind of got Villa relatively on a, a, a solid path. Um I honestly, I feel like they've got the advantage, but I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling a little bit optimistic. Maybe I think Ryan Mason's doing a good job. Maybe I think Spurs can uh, get something out of it. But I, I I don't expect it to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. I think it'll be much more difficult than what we went up against with Palace. I don't think it'll be quite as bad as a United or Liverpool where we're you know, putting ourselves in the hole and trying to get out of it. Uh, <laughs> but it is going to be it's going to be hard. You know, I, if people are going into this expecting, Oh, well, we're just going to get to three points. No problem. Uh, I think you're going to set yourself up for a really anxious game. Um, I, I could see it ending in a draw. I don't think that's the most likely outcome. I think we're going to see a very scrappy game um, with a winner one way or another, but I just don't feel super confident in it. I want to be optimistic because I really like the work that Mason's been doing, but I, I just don't know. This is one of those like you know, there's three games left to play. It's kind of the season's pretty much over. You know, I've said that for weeks now. The season's pretty much over. There's what we we're, we're going for Europa League, Conference League. You know, it's not exactly lighting the world aflame here um are the players going to be up for it can mason do enough to get these guys motivated on the back of the uh, the palace game i think he's probably got it in him but i'm also not going in with high expectations at all um i think we'll probably get the win but i don't think it's going to be an easy win by any stretch of the imagination
0: and this is uh this one's away correct
1: uh is it Probably. Yep, it is a way yeah
0: villa park. yeah yeah it's a villa park makes a difference um steve the next three matches villa brentford Leeds. does this one worry you the most out of those three or does one absolutely. of the others uh
1: yeah absolutely no. this one worries me the most i honestly yeah i i know mike's probably thinking brentford is probably the harder of the two um i i don't i think i think villa have more to play for than brentford right now and that's what's going to give it, give them the edge in terms of difficulty. I think Leeds is just a fucking that. If we do not get three points versus Leeds, that team is hot fucking garbage right now. I would be embarrassed. And I'm probably setting myself up for this embarrassment by saying this, but like that to me is an easy three points. That team is just such absolute garbage that i think what mason has been doing over the last couple of weeks <laughs> should easily take care of Leeds. um brentford i think will be a difficult game don't get me wrong but i think villa is going to be the bigger of the challenges uh going to the end of the season like i said they've they've actually got something to play for um in terms of european uh competition brentford though is a hard game i like frank as a as a coach i think he's you know, really going to make it difficult, but, uh, shit, it's, it's, you know, this is, this is where dropping points to Everton and to Bournemouth really come back to bite us. Um, cause these are games where if we got draws, I wouldn't have minded as much if we had beaten the teams that we should have beaten, you know, a few weeks back, but we didn't. And now we're in a position where these last three games are must wins, and only one of them feels like a guarantee. And you know, I'm saying that knowing full well that we'll probably drop points to leads because that's just Spurs.
0: Michael, you got a different opinion. You think uh you think Brentford's the bigger one than than this one?
2: I think it fuck. is, but I, I think that I think that uh the the honeymoon is over the Unai Emery. Uh fuck that guy. Uh fuck his stupid haircut and uh fuck his Aston Villa team. Uh they did what they needed to do against uh Arsenal whatever or did they? I don't even know. Um probably not
1: cuz there's but, no the honey,
2: the honeymoon is over. I I, I think that Villa's going to Villa's coming back down to earth. They they did not play well on the weekend. Um I I honestly don't believe that we're going to have as tough a time with Villa that as we did with uh, Crystal Palace, and we didn't that game felt comfortable all the way through. Um, I think Crystal Palace is incredibly tough to play against. They have so many playmakers. Um, they have a pretty def- decent uh, midfield, and they have their their defense is basically what Joaquin Anderson. That's basically it. Um, I, I honestly think that Crystal Palace could, it probably has the better attackers than Villa. Um, they were, they had been scoring a lot of fucking goals up to that point. I I just, I just think that Villa is like, like I said, the honeymoon is over. Um, they have not been in good form the last, what, three, four games. Yeah,
1: I, they've won two, drew one, lost two to United and Wolves.
2: Right. Wolves. Right. I'm we lost the Wolves, but that's not the, that's that's not the point. I, I I think that Ryan Mason um had a week had a week with his players um to put whatever tactics he wanted in to the game. I think the players are excited about it. I think the players are gonna go out there and work their asses off um for another full week of practice where they don't have anything midweek, they don't have any crazy games that they have to to worry about they don't have to worry about the players aren't having to worry about the managerial search none of that shit now they have a game that they've won they have a, a, a week of work ahead of them I think that Crystal Palace are a better offensive team than Aston Villa and I think that we're going to be able to break them down Um, and I think Spurs come away with a win I think Brentford's a whole different animal um, you know, we're going to have to be on our best game defensively to, to, to beat them. And uh, with, with long lays injury, um, who knows what's going to happen. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back from that. Uh, but, you know, Ryan Mason has some choices to make in his, in his lineups and, and how he's going to run tactically. I think he, Ran a a masterclass here uh, tactically for the Crystal Palace game. Brian Mason is in on a he's in an audition right now for uh, an actual head coaching job, and I think it's this time it's a little bit different than the Jose Mourinho uh, takeover. The six games he took over there versus the six games he's taking over uh, from Stellini and Conte. I really think that. He is going out to prove himself right now to another club. And if that happens, then I think that's great for Ryan Mason. He needs to go to a, a club and hopefully the championship or somewhere like that where he can where he can get a run and he can get a look at at, at coaching a, a, a big time program.
1: For the record, Redford over the last five games have the exact same record as Aston Villa. Two wins, two losses and a draw. Uh, against the same teams, uh, they lost to Wolves, same team. Uh, they lost to Liverpool. Uh, they beat Forrest and Chelsea and drew Villa.
0: Okay, well, I mean,
2: I so, I so it's all dead even is is what we're saying. Pretty much, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> can say dead even, but I but I hate the com- the comparisons because every single match, every single game is dependent on tactics, especially with these mid table teams. It's do you match up tactically? It's yeah, all about it's tactics and matchups. It's it's, it's the same in
1: baseball real quick so that you can tell that to him. Cause I don't it's think the same in baseball.
2: It's the reason it's the reason that a team like the Jets can come in and beat the Buffalo bills, you know, like just end the season It, it, it right now. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like I'm just having like Amy and I went down to vivid coffee this weekend, had a coffee and watched the game. I mean, there were three hundred fucking college students trying to finish off their final projects. Every single person in that place had a goddamn laptop. And here, here's Amy and I, 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, drinking beers and watching a soccer game. And <laughs> it, <laughs> I was trying I, to trying to prove you can hang out with the young kids still, right, Mike? No, no, I don't I didn't give a shit about those college kids. I was hooting
0: and hollering. <laughs> <laughs> like um sir sir do you mind uh the, the, this is not that uh, kind got of paper, you, sir? also <laughs>
2: vivid vivid coffee our uh our, our local coffee shop sponsorship is open up is open to so for sure
0: absolutely hey boys let's do closing thoughts steve what do you got for me
1: uh closing thoughts you know i'm i don't know i'm feeling pretty optimistic right now maybe it's the mystery can of pilsner that i've been drinking um i think it's just time spent with michael and myself wouldn't you agree yeah you know what that's that's good therapy too Uh, um you know what i I think that'll be my closing thought you know i've talked a lot about my mental health struggles uh and you know i'm feeling optimistic right now so i'm just going to encourage uh any of our listeners out there who might be going through similar uh mental health struggles be it anxiety depression or any other uh any other thing going on with you just you know try to find some therapy, you know, find something to, you know, maybe talk through what's going on, get your, your feelings out there. And, you know, I, I gotta say it's, it's incredibly helpful. It's totally worth it. Uh, you know, I know some people, uh, you know, think, oh, well, what's the point, you know, it's not going to help. It does. It really does. Um, and I, We'll always encourage uh, anybody suffering from uh, mental health issues to go and, and seek some therapy because it's, it really does make a, a world of difference. So if that's you, check it out. If you don't need it, if you're feeling fine, Hey, that's great too, you know? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think that's a good spot.
2: Well put Steve. Very well put. Mike, over to you. Closing thought. Um, I was going to actually kick it to you, Dave, and I was going to, I was going to end the show, but uh you don't have a closing thought. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you riff off of my closing thought, if if, because I can see that you don't have one. Okay. It, okay. Fair enough. I, I'm game a thought. I'm game. You give you <laughs> get a little smirk when I start, when I started on my little. No,
0: I, you, you do your thing, and I will. Uh, I'll duck and dodge and respond to and, no. um
2: Now, I, I think that right now with Spurs, the great thing with Spurs is that, again, we don't we don't have to care. Right. Um, I thought we were out of Europe where there's a good chance we're actually in Europe. There's actually a, a, a decent chance that we're in Europa League. Um, so it, it's all dependent on what Man U does and what Spurs do going, going forward here. But, you know, one way or another, if we're out of Europe, fine. If we're in Conference League, Good opportunity for the new manager to play a bunch of young kids because it's kind of a, a throwaway kind of competition. Um, but you get kids playing time on a big stage. Um, and if we make Europa League, Europa League is, uh, is, is a, is a pathway to get to uh champions league. You never know what's going to happen. Look at West Ham. They're in the semifinals uh, as our day's favorite uh uh European team uh fc Basel. Awesome. <laughs> I, they're also in the semifinals. I do have that kit. You yeah, know so, right? yeah. so does so does my son Lucas. Yeah it's a it's a great kit actually with the Novartis kit right is it
0: yeah precisely yeah. yep. Yeah you know um, who played you know who played for Basel is uh what's his face um for Liverpool. wow why can't I think of his name? Trent Alexander Arnold. No no this oh my goodness I can't think of his name Mo Salah, the guy, the guy go,
2: Mo Salah played for Basel. Yeah no he did I did not know that how, actually how crazy is that that, that's that's fantastic actually yeah um so i think that i, I think that spurs have a good opportunity to make a, a european spot uh it's all in their hands everything's in their hands and if the players want to come out excite the fans uh play for the new manager and and um and basically uh just just make tottenham proud then they'll do that um but it's not going to be any any uh, skin off my back, one way or another. I don't, I like like Steve has said, like we kind of gave up on the season, and it's actually kind of been more fun not not really caring. Um, it happens to me with my Washington football team, uh, the Commanders. It it happens it happens with them constantly every year. They win three or four games in a row, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, they've they lost the previous five. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that Spurs fans are are a very reactive uh, uh, group of people. Um, but um, we did see one thing that just kind of I want to mention uh, that pissed me off over the weekend, which was more abuse of, of um, players on the field. And Sonny took more abuse in it's 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 stupid abuse it's childish fucking stupid abuse like this dude the this dude who was abusing sunny didn't even have the fucking mental capacity to do something other than the the pull the eyes out thing you know to to make the slanty eyes like what a piece of shit what a fucking base garbage loser that guy is um that's that's why that's why this game can be frustrating to me is that players have to take abuse based on their ethnicity based on based on their race based on where they come from in the world that's where football like world football doesn't get me i know what happens in in, in u.s sports too but you don't see that happening as frequently in u.s sports um World football, I have seen it constantly. Whether it's in the Bundesliga, whether it's in Syria, like the stuff happens, and it's happening, and, it, and it's happening more and more. And it, it's got to stop. It's just got to stop. Like, I, I I don't even know where to go. But
0: you, you don't, you know I don't. Sure. I don't mean to end
2: it on like a, a a shitty note like that. But like, no, I got you. I got you. I'll pick you up here. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> on on that topic. Because you 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 teased me that I couldn't couldn't build on it. Um, human beings kind of suck. I mean, let let's be really honest. Human beings are by nature flawed and do stupid, nasty, mean things. Um, that's unfortunately how various civilizations have managed to thrive is by destroying other people, right? Like that's that's the history of our world. So as long as there are human beings, they're going to be idiots out there. What matters is the response to idiots. And in, you know, what, what I at least like is not that there are people out there that still engage in those behaviors, but when those when those behaviors happen now, there is quick attention drawn to it. And we hope that there is are quick responses that that take place, which over time make it uh make the ground less fertile for people to to plant those seeds of racism or or any other, you know. Treachery that people try to try to induce. So am I happy that Sonny multiple times has had to endure that? Absolutely not. But am I pleased that there are responses each time? Yep. Because over yeah. time there will be less and less tolerance for that. And that's really the only way to make make progress then, on that. Yep. I also wanted to say just my random closing thought. I don't know why this came to mind as you were talking, but but here it is. So <laughs> Spurs as a club kind of remind me of my um the first car I had. Um, my dad, I remember in 1981, that was a year, Steve, um, in the, in the passage. <laughs> in, in 1981, my dad got a Chevy citation. It was a little hatchback vehicle. When he got, it, I was like, Oh, that car is awesome. Well, in 1990, when I turned 16, he gave that car to me, uh, because he bought himself a, a new car. He bought a Chevy Beretta, which was pretty, Ooh. pretty Quick and slick. I thought that was pretty impressive. But anyway, so the citation was my ride, and the citation at that point in time was pretty, pretty beaten up. Uh, one day, just to tell you how how that car died. One day, I jumped into it, and the floor of the vehicle literally dropped down onto the pavement because the entire floor had rusted through. So I, I was sitting, you know, on the on the ground, which was a problem. But another <laughs> another thing about that car was it was a, it was a stick shift. I learned learned to learned how to drive on a, on a stick. It had no emergency brake though. The emergency brake was broken and unrepairable. So what would happen if you were ever parked on any sort of incline, even when you had the car in gear, it would still like slowly lurch downhill. And um, there were a couple of times before I realized what was happening. Like I literally found my my car in the street because I had parked it and uh, it had crept downhill during the course of a night. Well, my dad being the um, the inventor that he is, decided to take a, a four by four piece of wood, probably about you know, nine, 10 inches long, cut it into a little wedge and made me a little wooden parking block that would be my parking brake for my car when it was on an incline. And that my friends is the connection I wanna make for you. So like Spurs as a club are that 1981 citation, right? Like what they needed was a parking brake just to stop the damage from happening And that's what Ryan Mason is, is he's that parking wedge that got shoved underneath the tire to keep the car from moving. However, I wouldn't have been that disappointed if the car actually slid into the street and a big Mac truck came by and destroyed the car because I was, I was content with this concept of a complete and total rebuild and and moving forward. But what we've got in Mason is we've got this parking wedge that kept the car from careening into the street any further. And uh, because of that, I'm content. I'm
2: happy. Onward we go. Dave, I also had a car, uh, a 1985 Dodge Aries K. Uh, I know there. the the K car. I know those well. My buddy. Had it was one. it was brown. Uh, oh yeah. My friends nice. called it a. My friends was, called it the turd. Was it doo doo brown? Is that, is oh that yeah, yeah. They called they called it the yeah. turd. Nice. And uh, I also had a rusted out floor, that <laughs> <laughs> that when you drove through a puddle, your feet you, got wet. Classic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Carpeted floor, you know, like. Wow. See
0: Steve, this is how we grew up, man. You know, you you and your coddled fellow millennials with this is what real growing up. Was they don't like. they don't build them like safety to...
1: features.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky we had like over the shoulder like belts on that thing.
0: <laughs> I remember my parents used to tell me you didn't have to wear a seatbelt in the back seat because it was the back seat, or you only had to put your seatbelt on for long trips. Because yeah. they were long trips. I
2: remember being on a long trip with uh, with uh, my cousin, or my, it was my cousin, but they 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 had a, like a an LT, uh, I can't remember, oldsmobile made the LTD, maybe. Uh, Ford was the LTD. Ford was the LTD, and they sat in the back, like it was his little <laughs> brother. Like they like they sat in the back window on the shelf, yeah, like, like on the shelf and like slept there because they were tired. Yeah, and we had three kids in the seat in the back. It's fucking wild. That car was a boat, but um, yeah, some no safety standards back then. Spurs have safety standards. They do.
0: You just need a Ryan Mason to keep the car from sliding into the street. That's all.
2: Yeah, and you need it. every once in a while you have to trot out Ludley King to rally up the rally up the troops. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. All right, gentlemen, we're done. Listeners, we appreciate you fellas appreciate and love my time with you each and every time and uh steve as we wrap what would you have to say don't be an asshole and mike how about you um
2: pedro poro T-t-t-t-t-t-t. be safe everyone